A new era has begun in Madison, Wisconsin. Paul Christ was the first Wisconsin head coach in several decades to be fired from the program. And what made it more painful and more confusing was the fact that not only was he a former quarterback for the Wisconsin Badgers, but that he had a record of 67-26 and 26 with Wisconsin, a 43-18 and 18 conference record, and three Big Ten West championships. Three appearances in Indy, two New Year's Six Bowl wins, a 6-1 and one overall bowl record, his only loss coming by a point in his only Rose Bowl against what was a 12-2 Oregon Ducks team led by Justin Herbert in 2019. His replacement in Luke Fickle, who I talked about in another video and discussed the staff, so we're not going to be doing a, a whole lot of that today, but it's still still very critical to look at. Luke Fickle, first year at Wisconsin, will be 2023. He was on the sidelines for their bowl game against Oklahoma State. At Cincinnati, Luke Fickle compiled a 57-18 and record. He was 35-11 and in the American. Two New Year's Six Bowl appearances, a 2-2 two and two bowl record, losing both New Year's Six Bowls, winning both non-New Year's Six Bowl appearances in the Military Bowl and Birmingham Bowl, one college football playoff appearance, two conference championships. He had some things that Paul Christ certainly did not have, but he also had arguably much inferior competition to even what Paul Christ had. Because even though Paul Christ was in the Big Ten West, if you won the West, you had to face Ohio State. Paul Christ, for practically every year that he won those Big Ten West championships, actually all of those years, he had to play Michigan in the regular season. And then Ohio State or Penn State in Indy, facing two out of, on average, the top three Big Ten teams nearly every year he coached at Wisconsin. So that's just a little comparison there that I just wanted to shoot out because it's a new era, but Paul Christ being a coach that even though he was an offensive coordinator, his teams always carried, you know, Jim Leonard in his defenses, or it was Justin Wilcox or Dave Aranda in 16 and 2015, respectively. The Badgers were always better on defense than they were on offense in the Christ era. And I think from that perspective, I could very much be wrong with Phil Longo at offensive coordinator. But Mike Tressel, I think, is one of the best defensive coordinators in the country. And Luke Fickle's teams at Cincinnati have always been defense first. And if you looked at the 2021 season, which was Cincinnati's best since 2009 and possibly the best in school history, that team was a defensively oriented team, especially at secondary with Sauce Gardner and so on. But there's transition. There's going to be some familiarity. There's going to be some differences. I think the defense will look very familiar to what we were accustomed to at Wisconsin under Paul Christ. It will be solid. It will have talent. 
you will have playmakers, you will have strong trench play. The offense is really what's going to look different. With Phil Longo at OC, Wisconsin's going to be running his edition of the air raid. It's going to be an offense very similar to what we saw at North Carolina this season and in other seasons when Longo was the OC there. Speaking of the offense, I just quickly want to shout out that Wisconsin just finalized their staff by adding adding Devon Spaulding as running backs coach. Devon Spaulding is being brought in as Wisconsin's running back coach. He was a graduate assistant at Cincinnati in 2019, and he has spent the last three seasons coaching running backs at FCS Youngstown State. He played running back and wide receiver at Central Michigan from 2014 to 18. Also, Wisconsin recently hired Matt Mitchell to coach outside linebackers, though that hire has not been announced. Mitchell has a resume that includes 10 years as a defensive assistant and 13 years as a head coach at Division II Grand Valley State in Michigan. This article was written a little over four, little over four hours ago, by the way, and it will be linked down below. It's from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. So that article is just talking about how Mitchell and Spalding have been hired. Those are the most recent hires, and they're they're finalized hires to fill out the rest of the Wisconsin staff and the available staff positions. So Wisconsin to finally get to you know what I want to talk about. Wisconsin, of course, they're finally ending this transition period where they're getting in all the new staffers, and by the time spring practice. And, you know, summer practice and fall practice and and all those camps come around, this will be a different program. It will be Wisconsin. You will still have solid defense, I believe, but there will be changes. This program is rebirthing itself. And the ultimate question is, can they, in year one, with the changes that they have made, can they win the West? Can they can they at least win the West or at least be in the running to win the conference immediately in year one? Can they do it? And that's a question that, you know, I think it's the, the easy answer is yes, they can do it, but will they do it is a whole different discussion. And as we're going to see when we look at their schedule, when we look at their portal additions, when we look at the competition in the Big Ten West as a whole, and a little bit of my preview of what I think of the Big Ten West, um, a.k.a. I, I think it's pretty wide open in 2023, just like it was this past season in 2022, you're going to see that it, it will be a challenge. It will be a challenge for, you know, under a new staff, new head coach, um, and a roster that is is going some change going to have some changes i mean graham mertz has transferred out to florida um dean ingram cornerback wide receiver he just announced that he was leaving today and then there are plenty of guys that are coming in who we will talk about tanner mordecai cj williams jeff petrowski are just a few of those names but wisconsin football the wisconsin badgers can totally win the west in year one. Now, I'm not saying they will. I'm not saying if they fail to do that, that Luke Fickle is a failure. That would be asinine. 
especially when, newsflash, you have Ohio State on your schedule. It is a home game, and Ryan Day has been called by many as overrated and that Ohio State is on this decline, which, by the way, I think is just total vomit. Um, Basically, unless you're Michigan or unless maybe you're Penn State, you can't. You have to treat Ohio State under Ryan Day as an automatic loss, because he has not lost to a team in the Big Ten, not named Michigan. He's not lost to it a team who has been ranked outside of the top twenty-five, or ranked outside of the top ten at the time that he played him. So that makes it tough having that crossover game with Ohio State. You have road games at Purdue, Illinois. Minnesota, and the non-conference at Washington State, I'll go by and give brief thoughts for a few seconds per game in a few minutes, but that's those are some of the tougher games that Wisconsin has. They're going to have some, they, they'll possibly have quarterback competition, though I'm pretty sure that Tanner Mordecai, that's safely assumed to be the starter, having thrown for over 3,000 yards this past season. So roster overhaul, staff overhaul, a schedule that keeps Wisconsin protected. And by that, I mean, even with Ohio State, it's not a round-robin schedule. You still get the collection of, you, you still get the collection of inferiority in the Big Ten West. Because, let's be honest, Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State would run that division over and over and over again, they'd probably win their average conference games by like 30 points per game in the Big Ten West, which would be crazy to think about. But even with that game with Ohio State, Wisconsin, they have, again, Big Ten West schedule. They have what could be a very challenging road game in the non-conference at Washington State, but they open up at home against Buffalo And I think that, look, Wisconsin, they're bringing in transfers. Their high school recruiting currently this year is pretty down. But that class that you had in 2021 that Christ had, that was the best class in Wisconsin's history. Those players, the ones that remain and several of them remain, are still rising in the ranks. You return Braylon Allen. You have the number eight transfer portal class. And Luke Fickle is already a consensus top 10 head coach. He's now in the power five with power five resources. And he has, in my opinion, one of the best overall staffs in the country. He really does. You know, Phil Longo and Mike Tressel, these men, let me tell you something about these coordinators. They have worked under immense pressure because the other side of the field, for Longo that would be defense, for Trussell that was the offense, they have dealt with the other half of their team being so inept that they can't make mistakes. Mike Trussell was the defensive coordinator at Michigan State when D'Antonio had um, Jim Bowman as offensive coordinator. If Mike Trussell has one bad play call, Michigan State could lose because the offense would struggle to score seven points per game. Phil Longo, this year at North Carolina, their defense is not even top 100 in efficiency. I don't think it was even top 100 
in scoring. You could not make mistakes. A failed fourth down conversion, an incorrect play call on third down, and heck, even if Trestle or Longo called the correct calls, just a missed performance on what would be a great call by the players and could lose the game. The margin of error on their sides of the football was so small. They've worked, you know, as a result of that in high pressure situations. And now, hopefully, if you're a Wisconsin fan and if if you like to see the West Division have some prominence to it, or at least Wisconsin and some of these programs that don't get the talent that Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State do, you hope that Longo and Trestle is truly like combining the best of both worlds because they have fielded some of the better offenses and better defenses in the country. And unfortunately, they've had to put up with inept coordinators on the opposite side of the ball. And now they don't have to do that because I think they're some of the best coordinators in their respective areas in the country, Longo being a top OC, Tressel being a top defensive coordinator. Fickles has assembled one of the nation's best coaching staffs with an innovative pair of coordinators. And look, you have talent too. You have Braylon Allen, you have Tanner Mordecai, you have Nolan Rusi. You have a defense that even though last year, I mean, last year was truly probably one of the first bad defenses in the Paul Christ era, it still has talent to it. But really, perhaps what is the most important key to Wisconsin's path to success isn't just the coordinators or the head coach or even the whole transfer portal class or the high school class or the schedule. It's quarterback. Quarterback has really been a killer at Wisconsin, historically. Whether it's Joel Stave, whether it's Alex Hornibrook, whether it's Graham Mertz. I mean, listen, 2021 Wisconsin was a quarterback away from potentially competing for a playoff. The Penn State game, Mertz was responsible for like three turnovers and several other failed drives. The Notre Dame game, it was pretty similar. The Michigan game, that was the best team they played, and Mertz actually had a better game against Michigan than he did against Notre Dame and Penn State, but he still made some questionable throws, some dangerous throws, and that game could have went differently if they had a much better quarterback and better play calling in that position. That defense allowed less yards per game than Georgia, I think, that Wisconsin defense did. In in 2021, they allowed less yards per game than that Georgia defense did, the legendary Georgia defense. And the difference was Georgia had a top 10 offense, and Wisconsin had one of the most inept offenses in the country. Graham Mertz had more interceptions thrown than touchdowns thrown. What you're getting in Tanner Mordecai at Wisconsin is not just an upgrade at the position. It's an upgrade so big that it's countercultural to what Wisconsin is. This will institute real change at Wisconsin. You are bringing in a quarterback who has been top 50, if not top 40, if not top 30, if not maybe it's a stretch, but top 20 
over the past two seasons in Tanner Mordecai at SMU. There has been no Wisconsin quarterback who has played at his level in the past decade. None. And Russell Wilson was in 2011, so that's not even in the past decade. You have to go back to Russell Wilson to find a good quarterback at Wisconsin. You just would. And that's the last time Wisconsin won a Big Ten title without the aid of the two teams that beat them in Penn State and Ohio State having sanctions. So quarterback play, I'm just telling you, it's important. We've seen it with Wisconsin before, quarterback play and offensive play holding them back. You're not getting that with Tanner Mordecai. You will have mobility. He's rushed for 100 yards or more over his past two seasons at SMU with two touchdowns per season, so you'll have some mobility. You'll especially have proficiency in the passing area. He's completed 65% of his passes or more at during his tenure at SMU with over 400 attempts in both 2021 and 2022. He's thrown for 3,500 yards or more in both his seasons at SMU, 33 or more touchdowns, 33 this past season, 39 in 2021. He has a greater than 3 to 1 touchdown to interception ratio, which is pretty darn good. And he has had a 150 passer rating or higher in each of his two seasons at Southern Methodist University. You're getting a massive upgrade at quarterback, and you're gi- you're giving him to an offensive coordinator who will be able to use his skill set well while also being able to use the playmakers that were left over from the previous staff in, let's say, Braylon Allen. Because Phil Longo's Air Raid, it, it's, you know, it has the name Air Raid, but it's not like your Mike Leach Air Raid where you just never use the running backs. Because I don't know if you remember, I don't exactly remember their names, but in 2020, UNC had this amazing running back duo when Phil Longo was on that staff. So he knows how to use the run game. He knows how to develop a quarterback. You've seen it in Drake May. You've seen it in Sam Howell. And now he's getting his hands on Tanner Mordecai. And it's good. And it's also very countercultural to what Wisconsin has been. You're breaking the mold. You're not going with the tradition that has capped your ceiling at a certain point. You're now not even taking a risk. You're just making a wise investment is what you're doing. There's not there's not risk at all to bringing in Tanner Mordecai. There isn't because he's proven. He's had two seasons of success at SMU. He has a good resume. He's proven, and he will be paired with, yes, a harder schedule. He'll be playing harder competition, but he'll also have a better supporting cast. He'll have a better offensive line than what he's ever had, I think, and he'll have a better defense than what he's had at SMU as well. Let's talk about Wisconsin's schedule because pairing the staff, the quarterback upgrade, the um, Wisconsin's transfer portal, which let's just go over that really quickly. You add C.J. Williams from USC, Nathaniel Vakos, a kicker from Ohio. Williams is a wide receiver from um, USC. Bryson Green, a wide receiver from Oklahoma State. Two wide receivers from Luke Fickle's former school in Cincinnati, in Will Pauling and Quincy Burroughs. Braden Locke, a quarterback from Mississippi State. 
an edge player in Jeff Petrowski from Michigan State, Jake Renfro and Joe Huber, offensive lineman from Cincinnati, Darian Varner, a defensive lineman from Temple, Jason Matry, uh, safety from Boston College, Tanner Mordecai and Nick Evers, quarterbacks from SMU and Oklahoma, respectively. That right there are your list of so far incoming transfers for Wisconsin. More could potentially be added when the transfer portal reopens in a couple of weeks slash months. Let's quickly go over the schedule, and then we'll end off this video. Wisconsin opens up Saturday, September 2nd, hosting the Buffalo Bulls. They then travel to Washington State September 9th, host Georgia Southern September 16th, play at Purdue September 23rd. They have a bye September 30th. They host Rutgers October 7th, Iowa October 14th. They travel to Illinois October 21st. They host Ohio State, in which will be that'll be Luke Fickle's biggest game as a Wisconsin Badger head coach. It might be one of the bigger games in his career as he coached at Ohio State in one season in 2011 and played there. So a little bit of a personal battle in that game. Uh, they then travel to Indiana November 4th, host Northwestern November 11th, host Nebraska November 18th, and travel to Minnesota to battle for Paul Bunyan's axe November 25th. That schedule, I look at that, and I'm going to be honest with you, I do see 8-4, and 9-3. and three. I think there is a potential for a 10-2 and two finish, and I think that Wisconsin does have potential to finish first in the West, of our, as I've already stated. I almost stated Iowa instead of Wisconsin, and that's because I have very early, just a hint for you all, I have picked Iowa to win the West in 2023. I think that their upgrades on offense, irrespective of play calling and what they return on defense, is just, it's huge. And even with Brian Ferentz's OC having Cade McNamara and Eric all adding to their barren offense will upgrade the, it'll, it'll upgrade the whole offense a lot because of how little they already have and they've still found ways to win seven eight games without an offense so that's a huge addition but Wisconsin can push for winning the West and maybe my opinion will change maybe in a few months you will see me picking Wisconsin to win the Big Ten West that's all I have to say for this video. If you liked it, please hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, click the notification bell, and comment your thoughts on this video down below. Thank you all for watching, and I'll see you guys around. Bye-bye.